How's everybody doing? Welcome back to another episode of The Banker Next Door. I am your host, Dr. Joe Berquist. Uh, today, I wanted to talk to everybody about beneficial ownership information. Uh, this is a very big deal. Uh, this might be the probably the most important episode I've done so far. Um, this is this is a really big thing, and you know, a lot of small business owners around the U.S. are, are not even aware of it. They they don't even know what's going on with this thing, and I think that's why uh, this is such an important topic, and it, it is so so timely. So, uh, before I get into it, I just want to give everybody a little background, a little context on what what's kind of transpired here over the last few years. So. A couple years back, uh, there's a, a regulatory agency called FinCEN. Uh, that's the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network. FinCEN operates out of the Treasury Department for the U.S. government. Um, now, FinCEN requires, you know, banks have to do a lot of reporting to FinCEN. Uh, you can go to FinCEN to get what's called a, a UBIPA report, uh, which is a bank uh, performance, uh, basically a bank performance review report um, to look at the financials and things of what's going on with any bank in the country. So, uh, but and fine, FinCEN does a whole bunch of other stuff too. But uh, but what I wanted to key in on. So what happened was FinCEN basically passed this regulatory rule, and went to banks and basically said, okay, we want you to start collecting what's called beneficial ownership information. Now what this is is you have to account. The bank has to account for a hundred percent ownership in any entity that they lend money to. Um, most companies, this is no big deal. You, you know, it's a, it could be a, a, the company could be operated as a single member LLC could be operated as a, as, as an S corporation that just has, you know, one or two owners, you know, maybe a husband and wife or two partners, uh, something like that. Um, so it's, it's, you know, a lot of times it's, it's not that big a deal. And, and this is not, um, necessarily information that banks, you know, weren't all, weren't already collecting. Like, so in other words, in, in, I'll give you a typical situation. So, um, somebody owns ABC company, they come to the bank, uh, they own 100% of the company, maybe it's just a small business, it's a uh, plumber, we'll say it's a plumber, okay, it's a plumbing business. Um, they come in, their business operates as a, uh, let's say a single member LLC, they've elected to tax like an S corp, but it's an LLC organization. So they come in and we basically tell the owner like, hey, no problem, uh, give us the following, we need a copy of your certificate of organization, uh, we need a copy of your operating agreement, and we need a copy of what's called the SS four form, which is the form that you get from the IRS, which uh, which identifies your tax ID number for the business. So you get those corporate documents and then you get all the standard uh, documents for the individual, you know, name, address, date of birth, copy of their driver's license, um, social security number, all this kind of stuff. And and you do all that as part of your your different uh, due diligence that you have to do uh, for, for any any customer that, that comes in the door. So the beneficial ownership uh, was was not necessarily information that wasn't being already obtained, but where where it got where it got rather difficult was in real estate partnerships. So if you had a um, if you had like a limited partner and a general partner, so the general partner is now owned by this other entity, and then there's two individuals that own that entity, which owns the general partner, and then you've got all these limited partners over here. Maybe you've got you know 10, 11 limited partners that all own different ownership percentages in that, that company. So you, now, so what would happen traditionally is that you would, a lot of times you would focus on, well, who were the biggest partners? So in other words, if there were 11 partners, but four of the partners combined owned less than 10% of the entity, and, and then you had, you know, six partners that own 90% of the entity, 
um, a lot of times you would just focus on those main six and say, okay, well, we'll, we'll take the, say, we'll take the guarantee of these six partners because they own 90% of the entity, because maybe the other uh, members are just friends or family member or something that have, you know, again, they're limited partners. They have nothing to do with the operation of the business. They just own a little percent. Maybe they threw a few bucks in or whatever to try to buy a piece of, of ownership in this, uh, you know, real estate investment or, or whatever the case may be. So, you know, a lot of times, again, banks, um, not that they wouldn't account for for these people or not that they weren't important. It just, it just, you know, you kind of, uh, you take into the scope of the circumstances and, and look at the complications of what's going on and you figure out, okay, well, what's, what's the, the most important thing here. So, but, but beneficial ownership basically said, no, 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 no. You now have to account for every single one of those individuals. You have to account for a hundred percent. Um, they all have to basically sign, uh, sign off on, on some documents basically, you know, and you have to get all of their, you know, get a copy of their driver's license, get their social security information, their date of birth, all that kind of stuff to verify. Um, and but what happened was banks basically had a big pushback on this. They basically said, well, wait a minute, like, why are we, you know, why are we collecting all this information? If the government wants this information, if FinCEN wants this information, you know, why don't you, you know, why don't you go collect it then? You know, if you want to get all this stuff, like, because basically, basically, we're already collecting a lot of this stuff. You guys are just making us, you know, putting a, a more compliance and extra step in the process that that is not really needed. Now, FinCEN, come out their their side of the story would be that they're they're trying to combat um you know they're, they're trying to combat against uh money laundering um different financial crimes and things that are going on and uh so this is all just a you know a big a big crackdown um of them trying to stop illicit activities so what happened was congress steps in and congress uh, passes what's called the Corporate Transparency Act. So now FinCEN is going to be responsible for collecting this information directly. However, at the moment, so FinCEN is now starting collection as of January 1st, but banks are also still collecting this information. And FinCEN hasn't necessarily told banks that they, you know, the, the law uh, that Congress passed basically says that banks no longer have to collect this information. And now the, the business owner is now responsible for reporting it to FinCEN. Um, but FinCEN has basically not stopped that yet. They, you know, FinCEN's basically saying like, yeah, we're going to start collection, but banks, you need to continue collecting this, this, this information. So that brings us in here today. So I'm going to, so now I'm going to bring in the website here. So this is the FinCEN web website. This is the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network. This is where you would come. This is basically www.fincen.gov BOI for beneficial ownership information. And here is basically what you would, you know, start to start to click on this, you know, subs you know, subscribe to updates, beneficial ownership questions. And we're going to get into this. So, but I, I want to read just something here first. So small business owners have a new reporting requirement in 2024, although most have until the end of the year to get it done. The Corporate Transparency Act requires small businesses with fewer than 20 employees to report their ownership information to the Department of the Treasury's FinCEN network um, as part of an effort to curb money laundering and illicit financial operations. The reporting requirements began on January 1st but existing businesses have until January 1st, 2025 for compliance. So if you have an existing business, you have a whole year to basically register. So businesses that form this year in 2024, they will have 90 days to fulfill that requirement. Uh, the online beneficial ownership information reporting tool is now open. Thus, what I'm showing you right here. Um, the launch of the United States Beneficial Ownership Registry marks a historic step toward uh, the protection of our economic and national security said Secretary of the Treasury Janet Yellen. 
Uh, corporate and anonymity uh, enables money laundering, drug trafficking, terrorism, and corruption. Uh, it harms American citizens and puts law-abiding small businesses at a disadvantage. Having a centralized database of beneficial ownership information will eliminate critical vulnerabilities in our financial system and allow us to tackle the scourge of illicit finance enabled by OPAC corporate structures. The reporting requirement is not annual. Uh, business owners need only to update their information if they have a change in ownership. The information required includes name, date of birth, and address of each beneficial owner. The identifying number and issuer from either a non-expiring U.S. driver's license, a non-expiring U.S. passport, or a non-expired identification document issued by a state, including U.S. territory or possession. Local government or Indian tribe, if none of those documents exist, a non-expired foreign passport can be used. An image of the document must also be submitted. The company must also submit certain information about itself, such as its name and address. Um, some companies are exempted to this rule. For example, larger operations, including 20 or more full-time employees and more than $5 million in revenue and a physical, a physical operating presence in the United States, along with companies that report to the SEC, in other words, publicly traded companies, banks registered, uh, broker-dealers, insurance companies, and essentially any other business that already reports ownership information to the government. Now, it's important to note that there is opposition to this right now. There is opposition to this. So the new reporting requirement has drawn some opposition. The National Small Business Association has filed a lawsuit in the U.S. District Court of the Northern District of Alabama, claiming the act infringes on state powers over the information of entities and exceeds Congress's power to regulate commerce. The association said a violation by a small business owner, unintended or not, could result in up to $10,000 in fines and two years in prison. But those penalties are only for willful violations of the law, says Gary Kalman. I don't know what other violations there would be. Um, you know, I mean, I guess you could claim you forgot. But anyway, Kalman stresses that worries over the cost of compliance are overblown. I, I don't think so. As most small business owners will have the required information at hand. Um, so let's go in. So now here's the website I showed everybody. So now I want to go to a couple things. So let's go to an article here. So this is called Corporate Transparency Act Reporting Rules Will Challenge Banks. Um, this is written by, this is, so this is Bank Director uh, Magazine, so bankdirector.com. And is this is an article written by Constantine P. Lizas. So um, on January 1st, 2024, the first of three final rules implementing the Corporate Transparency Act beneficial ownership information requirement will go into effect. The first rule will affect what the act calls reporting companies. However, we know less about how the second final rule issued on December 21st, 2023, known as the access rule, will affect banks. Community banks can expect challenges and chaos as the CTA adds a layer of beneficial ownership information reporting requirements to the FinCEN rather than eliminating the current requirement that legal entities report BOI to banks. Thus, thus most business customers will have to report this information to both their bank and to FinCEN. Um, so now there are three parts to this rule. The first part was, again, if I click back here, the first part was this, basically just creating the portal uh, you know, creating the reporting requirements, creating the portal, basically and notifying companies and saying, okay, you have to report this information to us and when you have to report it. The second information is this right here. And I'm going to the beneficial ownership information reporting rule fact sheet. So this basically lays out 
that uh, you know basically who has who can gain access to this information after you have filed it with FinCEN. Um, I find this highly disturbing, highly disturbing, and we're going to see here. So, reporting companies, and it goes into beneficial owners, and then you know company applicants, uh, beneficial ownership reports, timings, next steps. Um, hang on a second. This is actually not. This is not what I was looking for here. I was actually looking for the access framework. Uh... <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, let's so let's go back here for a second. So, okay. So I have I have it written down here. So let's just let's just go in here. So. Because I want to talk about the access rules. So um, authorized recipients. So obviously the federal government has access to BOI. Um, so that basically means anybody in the federal government can get access to this. So local, state, and tribal law enforcement agencies can get access to BOI. Foreign requesters. So FinCEN may disclose BOI to foreign requesters, provided the request meets certain criteria. Specifically, the foreign uh, request for BOI must be on behalf of a law enforcement agency, prosecutor, or judge of another country, or on behalf of a foreign central authority or foreign competent authority. Um, then we go on to financial institutions subject to due diligence requirements, of course, yeah, the, the bank. So in other words, if the banks stop getting this information, the uh, government is going to say, well, you know, you still have to have it. So then now for you have to register with FinCEN and you'll just have to download from our database to get the information. Federal functional regulators and other appropriate regulatory agencies. FinCEN may disclose BOI to federal functioning regulators and other appropriate regulatory agencies acting in a supervisory capacity, assessing financial institutions for compliance with customer due diligence requirements. Treasury personnel. The CTA provides Treasury with a unique degree of access to BOI, making the information available to any Treasury officer or employee whose official duties require BOI inspection or disclosure or two for tax administration. Um, then it goes on to like safety and confidentiality requirements, um, you know, implementation of BOI access. Um, and then, and then you've got the, the next step is going to be the third part of the rule. The, the access rule is the second of three rulemakings planned to implement. FinCEN will next engage in a third rulemaking to revise FinCEN's customer due diligence rule consisting with the requirements of the CTA. The access rule does not make any changes to FinCEN customer due diligence rule. So, um, yeah, I just I, I have I have a, a major problem with this just because uh, for a couple reasons. Number one, you're already you're already um, you're already registering this information. You're already registering this information with the government. You know, if like in other words, I, I live in Pennsylvania, so if I'm going to operate a business in Pennsylvania, I have there's a process. I got I have to go to an attorney. I have to have the attorney craft these legal documents. I sign the legal documents, and then the attorney takes several steps and they register it with the state. They register it with the IRS. Thus you get the SS form with the tax ID number. 
Um, so all of this is, is registered, you know, and then if I, if I have to go open a bank account, I have to bring all these corporate documents with me to the bank. And this is, this is stuff that's, this existed for, for years and years and years. Um, I go to the bank, I provide them all this information. They open me an account. Um, and what gets at the heart of this, I think is, is a couple big things. Like number one is, um, privacy, you know, it's, it's, it's the, 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 the fourth amendment, you know, the, you know, contrary to popular belief by a lot of uh, people, I would say in our government, our regulatory agencies, you know, the government uh, doesn't really have a right to know what you're doing. Um, I know a lot of people will be shocked by that statement, uh, but but they don't. That's that's not how our, our government is designed to work. Uh, the, the government is designed to help facilitate things, not to render things. And I think that there's a, a couple more uh, deeper things going on here. I think number one is the you know, our government has an insatiable appetite for data on the citizens of this country. They just, they, they, there is no information that's too much. It's just, it's just this constant dredge of, we need more information, more information all the time. We got to know every little thing about you. We got to know when you go to the bathroom, how much you go to the bathroom. And, and this is, um, this is something that is, this has got there at some point, there has to be some pushback on this. There has to be like, what, you know, wait a minute. Like this is, this is a little too much. I mean, this, this whole thing uh, has always felt to me from the beginning as just, just a, a big kind of big brother overreach um, in a way. I think you could call it a cash grab because you got, you know, you got to go in and sign in. You're going to have to pay. Now they say that like, Oh, you only have to register once. Uh, unless you make a change now, well, obviously, if if you got a company that you know you got partners and other things, and you're you're making changes every couple of years, you know people buy out, buy in. Obviously, you know you're going to have to go in and remember to go in and update that information. And that the penalties um, seem way way over the top. You know, you know, like I said, ten thousand dollars, two years in prison if you if you willfully don't comply with this. Um, that seems incredibly egregious for for basically documentation that's already registered with the state that you operate your business in. Um, so again, I just you know there and and the fact that um, you know in other words, it, our system is supposed to operate like this. If if you're doing if the law enforcement or the IRS or somebody thinks that you're doing something illicit, okay they then open up an investigation and they come in and they basically you know start finding preliminary facts uh, about what's going on then if they suspect that they have probable cause and there's something there then they go and they get a warrant and they come in they bring the warrant to the bank and they say hey mr bank we want you to turn over all the records on such and such business um, they can then contact the individual and say, hey, you have to comply with us. You got to come down here and talk to us. Uh, we want to interview you. We want you to turn over all this necessary information. If uh, at that point they find a ton of information they have, they take it to a grand jury, they get an indictment, and then they come down and then they arrest you. Um, this, in a very real way, seems to me like this is just part of like the government wanting to just sidestep all that. They want to they just be able to go around that. They want to be able to just have you report all this information. They want to be able to go in there, get as, get as much information on you as possible without having to have any kind of a warrant, without having to request anything of any kind. Um, I don't know. Maybe some people will disagree with me. Maybe maybe they think maybe they think this is this is an overreaction on my part. But uh, the bottom line is that the fact that that you know so many different people can get access to this. The fact that you have to provide all this information. The fact that you have to pay for it, the fact that you can get severely penalized for not providing it, and the fact that there are all these other people, uh, financial requesters, 
uh, local, state, and you know, law enforcement, like all these different actors can just go in and boom, just get all this information on you in five seconds. And, and, um, that I just, I just don't think it's right. I just, I just, I don't think it's right. I, I have a, a major problem with it. And I, and I would encourage people, I would encourage if you're a small business owner, um, I would encourage you to call your local congressman and basically say, Hey, what, what is this? Why, why, why do I have to comply with this? And, and what, what is going on? Just to, you know, talk to me about this, you know, tell me a little bit more about this and, and explain this to me. Like, why do, why do I need to register with FinCEN, a company that you've probably never heard of, uh, or a government regular re regulator rather that you've never heard of? Why do I have to register with them? Why do I have to start paying them money now for this? Um, why am I subject to these, these ridiculous fines if I, if I don't comply with this? Um, and who is who is going to get access to all of this information and, wh and why do they need access to this information? So uh, so, again, I, I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. I hope I, I, my, my point in putting this out there is that I just want I want to raise awareness of this. Uh, I mean, I do think this is a very serious thing and something that people need to start looking at and talking about. I, I, I truly believe there's a lot of people out there that, that just don't even realize that this is a thing right now. And so, uh, so like I said, I just encourage people to check it out, look into it. Uh, if you got comments, I'd love to hear your comments on this. So make sure to please leave them below. Um, but please go. And uh, with that, I'll, I'll wrap it up. Basically just say, hey, please go and check out some of the other episodes that I've got out there right now. If you like this, uh, please give a thumbs up. Uh, please make sure to subscribe to the, the channel. Uh, we are on YouTube, Rumble, all the major podcast platforms. And I hope you'll, you'll check us out and come back soon. So thanks a lot.